This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Jesus said, before we take our seats, that is in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Let's read Matthew 9, 37. Then said he to his disciples, everybody read together. Say one more time. How many people have started your one-hour praise? Thank you, choir. Let's appreciate them. God bless you. You can have your seats. <laughs> Why did Jesus say the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few? Laborers are always very few. Executives are many. <laughs> many CEOs, but very few laborers. And Jesus said the harvest, there is so much to reap, but the Lord needs people. These are the days of Elijah. The Lord is doing many things on the face of the earth. And you must be a part of it. I just want to show you the continuation of the story we started on Wednesday. Just today. But before that, I'm just saying that the harvest is plenteous. Nobody's going to win that boss except you. All we need to do is to make ourselves available vessels to God. He will speak through you. No man can convert another man. But you can make yourself God's mouthpiece. When you just say, Lord, speak through me. A simple prayer. And you decide to share the word with somebody. It will amaze you. And Jesus did not promise you that everybody will listen to you. So when somebody turns you down, go to someone else. But you must let this river flow through you, through somebody. We have seen, you know, there are things that we cannot say because we have to protect people's privacy. Maybe the person will be around second service, maybe third service. We have guys here who have robbed with guns before, and now they are serving Jesus. All because somebody decided to just reach out to them. Yeah. After service one day, one lady told me, do you know what I used to do? That we used to, these arrangements for men coming to the country at the airport. We are this kind of aristo, maybe another level of prostitution. So, but someone invited me to church one day before the message. Once I entered the church and sat at the back, I just heard the voice saying to me that you know you can never return to that business agent. And for years she's been serving God. Happily married now. Are you, are, you, are you with me? The real assignment of every Christian is to share the gospel. Especially in the days when people are bastardizing the gospel. Attacks on every side. It has made some Christians. I don't know whether I will start second service in the Lord Grant. Many times I always have like three or four minutes. I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to share? I might begin to again examine our foundation as Christians. And begin to deal with why people lose faith. If you do have convictions, your faith will be very fickle. 
I remember a dear woman, she was so sick. And they were talking about people worshiping, uh, 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 worshiping of Atala, that they could help her to take out the lump that was here. And she was considering it. Have you reached a place? You know, at times, this is why God is so much at the name of Jesus. Every, every sickness is healed. But it's like deliberately at times, God waits for a short time. Do you truly believe? That Jesus is the only way, or Jesus is one of the ways. It will shock you how many Christians don't actually believe that there is only one way. Every time we do questions, people ask me, where will all the good people who don't believe in Jesus go to? The answer is right there in the Bible. There is only one way. And you don't know that God is not intimidated by number. So you think when God sees that there are many people who don't believe in Jesus, he will tell, oh, I can't send all these people to hell. You do understand. He's not interested in sending anybody to hell, but his destination has been predetermined. What saves people from that journey is the one who paid with his life. Nobody will be good enough for God. No righteousness of a man can stand before him. So the only one that could do it has done the job. And you have to get all men to accept him. Otherwise, and many of us are religious that, we, that are not saying that we are playing with it. As you are on your way to the gate of heaven, may you not hear your cousin crying to eternal damnation where there will not be a second chance again. Yet you are quiet. You are just watching the person. I see they are what they believe also. We don't have a, ah. This is why we intercede. Because we can't argue with people. The Lord didn't tell us to go and argue with anybody. You know what I'm saying? It takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit to convert a person. So that's why we let him do the job. But he does the job through you and through me. This is very important. You know, Pastor Matthew Ashimalo was a Muslim. Pastor Bakari was a Thank God for people that they invited those people to church and they got saved. What of if they were not invited? If you are one of the people, I will say a bit of this, you are one of the people that the voice of social media is louder than the voice of the Bible in your life. You are going to have serious problems. And there are many people like that. Maybe say, I don't even mind repeating the same in history because we are about to talk about revelation of Jesus Christ in a few days and it's going to be explosive. But you have to understand that this is the final authority in every Christian life. There is no other authority. I think uh, is it Hebrews now where uh, Paul talks about those who are, whoever wrote Hebrews, those who watch over your soul. I told you before that they talk about the fact that uh, they don't know who wrote Hebrew. But many people believe that Paul, but some theologians said, some said Apollo, some said someone else. Um, are you with me? I just want to read something from there. Praise God. Hebrews 13, verse 17. Obey them that have rule over you. And submit yourself, for they watch over your souls as they must give account, that they may do it with joy. 
If a pastor, you understand that you pass or even with tears. And there is only one reason for that. At least in my personal life, what I have seen. There are those who, who are just refused to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life, even though they are in the church. It shows in their marriage. They treat the woman the way tradition says, not the way the word of God says. And you can't argue with them. Tradition is more important than the Bible to them and what society is saying. Or even how the woman is behaving. Have you reached a point where God's word, see, if you want to walk in the realm of glory, the word of God must be the highest authority. I have wept over some brothers here, how they will side with their mom against their wife. You are stupid. Sorry to use that word, but it's very, you are, you are contradicting the word, destroying the future, sending your wife out, leaving your children. What you fail to conquer, you will leave it for your next generation to fight. You want to watch your daughter walked out by another man again. And you, I watch all these things. All because the word of, I see that people, some people come to your office and they listen to the pastor. But they, they tell me that you don't understand. I don't understand. Because you want me to join you to blame your husband or blame your wife. And I'm showing you the word of God. You will not accept that word. Jesus Christ actually, they signed your problem. It diagnosed not long time ago. He said, when they asked him, that, can we send away our wife? He said, Moses told you that because of the hardness of your hearts. The reason for all these things, hardness of hearts. Your heart is so hard that the word of God can't cause your heart to bow. It's the same reason. Culture. Influence social media. And you don't know that every entity you see on social media represents something. And 90% of them are totally anti-God. Every day we are being programmed against normal ethics and we don't know. Yeah. As Emily was telling me of somebody that, uh, I mean, he was telling me of a lady that put it on social media. You know, this is their age, Gen Z's, or what they call them. Can you imagine that she put it up that her mom traveled or so, a young girl, and her father expected her to be cooking for him because he was paying the school fees, that knowing that she just packed her load and moved to school, that she had attended, and she went on, and she thought she was talking. A few people told her that you are very stupid. But see, somebody, other people supported her. That, so if you are 19 and you are with the man at all, so who should cook for the man? But see, after a while, those who say you are wrong will be the minority. That is where the generation is going. It is true. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. Because the word is being programmed against God daily. If you start speaking against churches, now your Facebook will swell. It is true. Because of this scripture, one of the words, the Bible said the last days, men will become proud. So submission will disappear. It is true. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. This is very important. I, I don't know why. <laughs> you know, the one that touches me most, those that, the guy and the girl, they met here in the church, and they come and tell that they want to get married, and they'll get married. And the next thing, they have an issue. Do I know you are my, I, I'm a neutral person. I'm going to show you God's word. And one person cannot accept what you are saying. 
Because he expects that you should help him blame the wife. Or you should help her blame the husband. And some of you blaming the husband, you are showing them the word of God. I say, boy, you need to change it. And then they get angry and then they walk away. Yes. I have seen a lady many years ago who slapped her husband here. And the guy retaliated. That was bad. I told her, you shouldn't have laid your hands. But I told her, boy, you slapped him first. And for me not to blame the man, she actually packed her load and left the church. And she met the guy here, I joined him. I said, no problem, God bless you. We can't talk to you again. And they go and report somebody. Some, one, it was, <laughs> you know, many of you have not seen me angry for but I, I once told the lady, after two hours of talking with her, and I was by, I said, I think, we, Pastor, we need to get the counselor. Let them show us the truth. I said, please, get up and get out of my office. Just wasted my two hours. Go and see your counselor. Hardness of hearts. Whereas you appointed six terrible things you've done, five terrible things you've done, and addressed the two of you. You both need to repent and stop this nonsense. But that was not what she wanted. Fix this man for me. Well, the two of you should be fixed. If I, you need more fixing. Hardness of heart. I hope all the young ladies say you are listening to me. That you two won't get married and then no... You just, you keep saying they don't understand. What is it that they don't understand? It's a marriage built on a Latin language or what? That nobody can understand. I don't understand. You, <laughs> because you don't believe that you are wrong. And you are wrong. Hallelujah. Nigeria's, Nigerian spirits must not rule you. You know, the little thing I'm just sharing, which I will stop in a while, you know what this is doing? As we prepare to receive from the Lord, at times also a demand sanctification that we live according to God's pattern. And having been in this nation for a long time, relatively long, I'm a young man, I have discovered that not too many people are living according to God's standard. Nigerian Christians can pray loud, but only few people walk with God on a daily basis. Who have accepted the word of God as their authority. I told you one multinational just for the first time. If I mention that you will know the people I'm talking about. For the first time. This company has been in Nigeria for over 15 years. For the first time, they made two Nigerians their manager in Nigeria. That will be the first time they will appoint local men, Nigerians as their manager. They've always posted white. Some of the managers are so white. Decided to appoint. Within one year, they made it over 300 million. And the two of them are pastors in the church. As they were stealing those money, they were still praying, doing three days fasting, dry. You see, religion, <laughs> you can be religious and not be spiritual. There are two different things. A spiritual man, God's word designed, it has designed you. How do you explain something that is an intercessor in church? And you are the second one, because the first wife died. Somebody died and then they married, married. And then the kids of the first lady are there and the way you treat them. And it, it has never occurred to you that you are maltreating someone else's children. And this is why you are even in the house, God, the woman. If she didn't die, you won't be here. Yet, to take care of their kids, you separate your own from them the way you do. And you see all these things after people come to the altar to pray. And the Lord is wondering, so they are really praying to me. And for years upon years, a Christian have seen all these things. You know how many Christians cheat in examination? Our life, 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Ah. I don't know if somebody hearing what I'm saying. Marriage alone would have been a very strong way to have a living testimonies among non-Christians. I told when I was serving in NPC what happened. People were jammed fully. I was reading Pastor Bimbo's book on marriage and I left it and I went out. And this lady, of course, called Northern, you know, fully veiled. So she made sure that I was not around because the MD called me or so. So she picked the book. I was here for about three hours and she read it. And I noticed when I came out to the office, she was quiet for a while. Then she asked me after a while that, excuse me, is this what your Bible says about marriage? That a man should love his wife? I said, yes. She kept quiet. After I think, just said, you know what? You guys are lucky. He said, no, nah, it's not like that. He said, look, I feel it with two one. I don't know he's talking to my father about marrying me. He might be a man of 75 and I dare not say no. He says, oh, this husband, why love her? And the Bible says, one man, one woman. And one of them told me, he said, I can give my life to Christ now if you take me away immediately to Lagos. Say, you're from Lagos. Actually, I'm from Augustine. But then, I, I stay with my friends in Lagos. I say, if you do, they say, because if I give my life to Christ and I don't escape, I will be burnt alive. That's what she told me. He said, but I saw what your Bible teaches about family. He said, all of us women will love what your boss says about Unfortunately, that alone, Christians are losing the testimony in that area also. You know, this is why when we say some people should win, so that's why some Christians cannot preach, sir. At home, their reputation is terrible. At work, you are mean, hard-hearted. So you cannot dare talk to somebody in the office. So you can join us to go on the street where nobody knows you. But when it comes to where they know you, yes. One of our mothers, he attended church one day. She goes to MFM. And she saw a guy and his wife in the church. She told me, said, ah, this is what I members of the church. Ah, that they've been my neighbors for years. He said, they won't even answer when you greet them. And she was not lying. <laughs> even I start to greet security people in my, in my estate. And he walks happily. If I want to invite you on that, I won't waste time. All Babas and people around me, Muslim Christians, have invited to this church and they've always been around every one of them. The one that's a very story, which just told me, said, I told my wife, I can begin to come to this church. It takes a very simple thing as you pray and you reach out, maintain a good character in the neighborhood, in the office. When I was serving, I was staying in the mini flat of interesting, I didn't remember Lanta. Um, he had preached for us in UI, but I wasn't close to him then. Yet I stayed with his mother-in-law. Can you imagine? I didn't know I'll be inviting him then. I stayed with mother-in-law in their mini flat in Kaduna. Now, four other couples were staying in the BQ. They all ended up in my church. Thirteen couples followed me to that church. On the pastor of the church called me one time. Because I was living up. What is your reputation? If you are here, your husband is in church, the wife is not in church, or you are in church, or you have not lived very well before the person period. I don't know how many. It is going to be loud on Friday, even from Wednesday, but I'm giving you bitter peace now. Because if we don't address issues like this, when Christianity started under scripture, you know, 
you know, I, I, I told the leaders, we had a meeting, and I said that there were not many that time. There is one of them, so very few people. But they were far effective than many of us right now. That is the nature of the body of Christ. I remember uh, Brad Milak at one time said that in those days, even unbelievers, during campaign in the school, they would say that a treasurer must be a Christian. But that's the only way nobody will steal your money. Give your money to President a Christian. And you and your money, even if they, they don't steal yourself, it will take the grace of God. Do you know in those days, Christians will do business without any law or anything. You dare not try that now. What is going on? It's because many people have found Savior who they will never allow to be their Lord. Save me. Bless me. Help me. Destroy the witches in my family. But I don't want to live for you. I don't know how many of you are hearing me. <laughs> Glory to God. The estate where I grew up, myself and my brother preached to every young person in the estate. Our lives were out there and our reputation, so it was easy to reach out to people. And these are the people that you will see one another every day. Every day. Again, the Lord is calling the church back to this. This is how the darkness of our time. It's a small matter for God to deal with all this social media noise and everything. God doesn't care about too many. He cares about his people. Are they where they should be? If they are where they should be, they will win the world. It's simple. Talk about terrorism and all those things. The, the, the Lord has never felt concerned about these things. A group of five Christians praying all Latin can stop terrorism. We should question why we even pray so much and we are not receiving so many answers. It is because we live very far from the truth of the word of God. Who are the people praying? Who are the people praying? I, I cannot go into some things, at least personally. I do know a few people, I'm sorry to say this, ministers of God, who collected money from the position in the last election and joined the rest of us to pray that God should fix the problem of Nigeria. When God sees that, when they told me about a particular man of God that I respected so much, I went flat on my bed and I started crying. And I said that there's no blessing God has not given you. Kilo, kilo, few hundred million. I mean, you just, is, is it a national disease that people are money? Money. Why are some Christians sad? They don't have enough money. Money is a small thing. I think it was uh, 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 Billy Graham that said that when money is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, everything is lost. It is true. I don't know whether I'm really helping somebody today. We will be discussing later. Who is a shepherd? What do you believe about the Bible? What do you believe about Jesus Christ? What do you believe about church? What do you believe about? If you don't get this perspective right, you cannot maximize the benefits of Christianity. For instance, the Bible says in the book of James, talking about the church, 
Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders. Let them program the prayer of faith, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. He said, the prayer of faith will save the sick. And if he has committed sin, he shall be forgiven. Church, they have power to pray over you and God is under an obligation to answer. If you are sick and things are happening and church is praying, you, know, they fought, you should actually check, are you truly a member of a church? And you know everything outside is teaching the opposite of that. End time is about individual spirits. Don't prime to my life, this one, that one. There's nothing like Christianity. They live together in one apostolic community. It is true. Hallelujah. Now this is what the Bible is saying. So if I am truly a member of the church, I am covered spiritually. If I'm a true member. I don't know how many of you are following me. If my prayer misses anything, someone's prayer in the church will cover it because I'm a member of the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Over and over again, in the midst of talking about faith, power, and all those things, every church must go back to this foundation and be sure that our people are standing on the right foundation. That they are standing on the right foundation. Somebody told me one time, if what is happening in the north, you happen in, in Lagos, Lagos Christians will disappear and run away. A lot of people go to church in the north, not know whether they will make it back at home, back home or not, and they go to church. Lagos Christians, they cannot even sit in a church that does not have AC. May God help us to know what is truly important. So when that trumpet sounds, some will be found naked. Because all they live for in the body are frivolities. Breakthrough. That is the only thing you want to hear. God touch me. What about what God wants you to do for him? Don't you know that God wants things to be done? He wants you to intercede or he wants you to win souls. He too has things to be done. And many are not bothered about that. They are just so consumed with Lord, do this for me. Do that for me. And when it's not done, they are so sad. Why is he not in church? They're not picking for a job that they interviewed him for. So you are sunken on the bed because they did not call you for an interview. You have not even started your journey. <laughs> Hallelujah. The only fear in your life should be that never to displease the Lord. All other things, the Lord can turn them around. A company can say no today. Ten companies can say yes tomorrow. What does he call for? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Is somebody blessed this morning? It looks like a solemn message. <laughs> Let me just conclude when the story we started on Wednesday. How many people are here on Wednesday? Okay. I just said I should. <laughs> so we read from where? Uh-huh. Don't give chorus answer. <laughs> Judges there. Judges 20. Let's read verse 18 again. Let's start from there. So I get on the background story. <laughs> and the children of Israel arose and went to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, 
which of us should go off first in the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go off first. You must understand the nature of God in prayer. At times, God will only answer you based on what you're asking him. They said, who shall go? God said, Judah will go first. Next verse. And the children of Israel rose in the morning and encamped against Gibeah. Next verse. And the men of Israel went out battle against Benjamin. And the men of Israel put themselves in array to fight against them at Gibeah. Next verse. And the children of Israel, they came from and destroyed to the ground of the Israelites that day 22,000 men. <laughs> Next verse. And the people of Israel recorded themselves and said battle again in array the second time. Next verse. And the children of Israel went up and went before the Lord, even asked for counsel, saying, Should I go up in battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said, Go up against him. Next verse. And the children of Israel came against the children of Benjamin the second day. Next verse. And Benjamin went forth against them and did that the second day and destroyed down to the ground. Of the children of Israel, again, 18,000 men, all this drove salt. Next verse. Then went all the children of Israel and to the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day till evening and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Mm. Next verse. And they said, for the ark of God was with them. Next verse. Phineas was there with them, saying, Shall I yet go out to the battle against the children of Benjamin, or shall we cease? And the Lord said, Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into thy hand. Next verse. If you read the rest of the story, then they won this time around. But what a very deep story. So they prayed. I wanted to show. I, it will take me time to go to all that we said on Wednesday. But just to uh, cut the story short. So Israel wanted to fight Benjamin. There were 12 tribes in Israel. If you understand the Bible, Benjamin was one of the tribes. They least actually the youngest tribe in Israel, apart from Manasseh and Ephraim. So you have the tribe of Benjamin, tribe of Judah, tribe of Simeon, tribe of Levi, where the uh, is uh, uh, Zebulon, Issachar, all of them, 12 tribes. Now, Benjamin had become rebels. What happened? They just had sons of Belias among them. How did they get this far? So a man was traveling in chapter 19 from one city to, let's say, traveling from Lagos State. You are going to those states. And then in the night, it turned out to be it was around the battle. It was in Benjamin in the night. That was the way it was going. was passing through Benjamin. But by the time they got Benjamin, it was too late there to continue the journey. So they lodged there. In those days, people were so nice that nobody would allow you to stay in the streets. So a man was coming from a farm and he saw the two of them, a man and his wife in the streets. Uh, and he said, where, where are you guys? And he said, come, come, sir, come, sir, sir. And in the night, like what happened with Lot and the two angels? The men of the city surrounded the house and told the man that, that man that you are having in your house wants to rape the man and his wife. And the old man went and said, my people, ah, these are visitors that are, you can't do this. And while he was talking to them and they were about to mob him, the man pulled him inside and pushed his wife outside. And they raped her till daybreak. And in the morning, longer and short of it, she died. 
So the man took an axe and cut it into 12 pieces and sent it to all the children of Israel like a piece. He said, see what Benjamites did. We only lodged in Benjamin in one night and they did this to my wife, rape her to death. And all the other level tribes got angry that, ah, ah, why? And they gathered soldiers and went to Benjamin, like a state, and told the others of Benjamin, the men who did this to this man's wife, bring them out and let us kill them. And Benjamin said, no way. And they were ready to fight. And Israel said, Lord, now they were fighting a just cause. And they prayed, and God told them to go ahead. But the first battle, Benjamin defeated 22,000 men. And Israel went back, they were confused. Make no mistake about this. That your job, your battle is a just battle. Does not guarantee victory. Say amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> so we spoke about this on Wednesday. Then Israel gathered again and said, Lord, they went to the temple, should we go? And God said, go. And they went the second time and 18,000 men died. Making 40,000 soldiers now. So they became afraid. Then they did something. There are stubborn situations. Why did God tell them to go and they still lost the battle? One of the things you observe there, those are the things that God will help you when you start fasting and pray, pray, praying. In the first two, when they inquire from the Lord, the Lord never told them when. He only told them what. Then they added fasting and offering. I don't have enough time talking about these two things. They did three things. They waited in prayers of God. Why waiting? They were fasting. Why fasting? They were giving. A threefold cord is not easily broken. There are battles that when you begin to fast and pray, you are pulling down something in the spirits. When you wait upon the Lord, whether you are spending time with the Lord, not necessarily fasting, you are also pulling down something in the spirits. Now, when you give sacrificially, you are also pulling down something in the spirits. A wise man must learn. At times, when the battle is too tough, fight with the three together, not sep don't separate them. You hear what I just said? By the time they decided to do the three, then God said, tomorrow, I will give the Benjamin to you. And if you so they finish Benjamin. That they almost killed every man. They had to leave a few men and let's not finish this tribe. Because the Benjamin that were defeating them became like nobody before them again. A threefold cult. See, there are situations. It will take the power of fasting. Jesus said, this kind does not go out. Thank God we have fasted for 26 days. Our Lord told us to end it yesterday. If we're not at the mercy encounter. No, I say we don't come back to encounter. You don't also believe. If I stand there telling you that the Lord said we should get together once in a month and worship him, that he will put his glory on us and things will happen outside. And some are not here. There's no problem. You either begin to believe what we say, or then you can choose not to believe. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So, they taught time and they had the victory. When the Lord tells you to do something, wait on him to know when he should do it. Not getting the time right can cost you so much. Even though the Lord, you are doing what the Lord asks you to do. 
Because to every purpose, there is a season and time. Everything. That's the moral of that story. Everything. Everything. When the Lord says, I will give you victory, be diligent to ask him that, Lord, when should I make my first move? I have seen how Christians will leave a job. It happened to one of the brothers, and for the next six years, he couldn't get a job. When he was on that job, other people were calling him. Other offers were coming. The day he penned his resignation, all the offers stopped. Transition is a function of timing. I know a photographer, I've told you before, when he was in, in, in the bank where he was working, he became the, let's say, like a bank, let's just say like Zen or GTB, he became the official photographer of the entire, every Saturday and Friday and Sunday evening. He was so busy that he was making more money from photography than the money the salary bank was paying him. He just felt that he could stop and he could concentrate more on the photography. As soon as he resigned, everything stops. He started the decreasing, decreasing number of clients calling him, calling him, calling him. And when pastor did I make a mistake? That's what I'm saying. The art of a wise man studies both time and season. Life is about there are opportunities and there are people who have stayed too long on one particular job. If they had moved, it is in the place of prayer that the Lord can have mercy on you and help you to transit at the right time. Yes. I told them always, I remember when we were in school, the only one, when everybody was doing for masters abroad, he had opportunity. He said he felt led to stay back and turn it down. He got a job. I think they pay him now. I, I saw him not too long ago. They pay him 4.8 million every month now. Now, the office, after some now sent him to go and do masters. And they retained his job for him. The office paid for the master. But he just had that wisdom that everybody was going to do master after school, that find a job and stay with the job. After two years, the job sent him to go and do masters and retain. The rest that went, they came back and they were ending 150, 170. And they are, that's people are angry. <laughs> they are angry. All they came to chapter seven, they just said that way. He said, Pastor, after spending 16 million to do masters, he mentioned the name of the company, and then he just said 250,000 per month. He was angry. But the wrong to a man does not want the righteousness of God. You. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I get what I'm saying. Divine timing. This is why I'm just, we have spent a whole month praying. Some of the things you brought down while praying, I'm explaining them to you. And God said we should perfect everything with praise. Please do this one hour praise every day very well. Till September 4th, the Lord said, do it very well. Your eyes will be open to things. Your eyes will be open to things. You know, there is a season where there is a window of opportunity for you to get married. If you miss it, it becomes more difficult. Even for those who are dating somebody now, if there, are, there is a time that when you marry, it will make more sense than any other time. Because the Bible is forever correct. To every purpose, there is time. That's what the Bible says. Whatever you call purpose, there is always the best time. And the more you move away from that time, the more difficult it is. So you can be a little close to the time. It might be a little difficult, but it will still work. If you are very far from the right time, it will be very difficult. Maybe I just helped a brother now. You have been dating this time like forever. 
I hope your crown no man will take one day. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. <laughs> or you have decided to be single man forever. This one is not fine. That one is not fine. This one is not spiritual. This one is not. This one is not. This one is not. This one is not. You think all the married women that you see, they were like this before they married. When a woman is in the right home, she looks finer. When a man is married to the right woman, he looks more handsome. So when you see people that are married and they look very well, you should see some pictures before. So that you don't knock out everybody because you think they don't look fine enough. Because you are looking at people's present state. You don't know where they are coming from. So guys, and that be you, there's no woman that is fine enough for you. And when we look at your... Anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is, is someone blessed this morning? Let me stop here. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.